The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, now, don't blow a gasket there, Cotton. Hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. I'm one of the hosts of the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, the the scratchy, loud voice you just heard was that of Michael Cotton uh, here tonight with us. And as always, infield fly girl uh, joining us uh, this evening with her I Love Baseball shirt. I'm, I'm also wearing a – that's an obvious shirt, is it not? It is. I've, I've also, the I'm, obviousest of all the shirts. I'm, I'm going strap it on tonight. Because we're strapping yes. on, we're strapping on a show, and this show, of course, is brought to you by our one. Wait, no, nobody cares what you're wearing, Cotton. I'm you're wearing, wearing my women's basketball shirt because I was literally at the game, and that's what I had to. That's what. Why I are you wearing doing. women's shirts? Can't you afford a man's shirt? I watched a women's basketball game. The Iowa oh, team is awesome. They oh, kick the... ass, and honestly, it's it's super fun. I went to an men's Iowa men's game a month ago. Not nearly as fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't find basketball fun at all. That's why I do a baseball podcast. But no, I was making <laughs> I was making a joke that you were wearing a women's style shirt, not a, a women's supporting shirt. Like that, I'm all for. I'm just making a joke. Well, yeah, you never you, mind. You don't even see the overalls, baby. <laughs> oh, God, you're wearing overalls. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this show is brought to you by our 103 Patreon supporters. This show does not happen without you. Thank you very much. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you do it. You can find the link also at Sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O dot com. And uh, all those Patreon pe- people are going to be joining us after this show on our Discord channel, which is only for our Patreon people. And as always, Hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. 
Um, and also at the end of the year, win the chance of the year. We we don't have a good name for that yet, but we'll come up with it. But um, so what's everybody drinking tonight? All right. Well, what I have Exile Brewing Forage Nut Brown Ale. Yes, folks. I just said nut. <laughs> and but even better, I'm drinking it out of my swing of the Quad Cities minor league baseball team cup. One of the worst names ever for it. Like they put swing in front of the place it was from. That was the proper way to say it was swing of the Quad Cities, not the Quad City swing. It did not last long. They were a Cardinals affiliate at the time. Mm. Was it? Well, now I just hate them for that reason. That's all you need. They're a Houston affiliate now, I think. Or no, no, no. They're Kansas City Royals. Eh, I don't I don't care about them. What do you get? What do you got, IFG? I have uh, Alaskan Breweries uh, Smash Galaxy. It's a double IPA, uh, single malt, single hop. And it's a eight and a half percent. It's also Uh a dollar like dollar for ABV, one of the most uh, efficient things you can buy at Safeco in nice. true my Thai guy fashion. Me and Sma- me and Johnny, on- right. you're going to be smashed after that. Yeah, we, we, we better get to commercial soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not drinking alcohol quite yet. Uh, I've, I'm, I've got I've been in a real mate mood. You, have, you ever drink yerba mate with uh, mm, the bombija? Like it's got a little like straw with it that strains the tea. And um, I put a little honey in it. The Argentinians think I'm weak for doing that, but I don't care. Okay. Um, I like it this way, but it's it gives me energy all day long. You just it's like you can drink coffee. It's like drinking coffee all day without getting all jittery and stuff, you know. So interesting. Just, yeah, I just enjoy the buzz and and all that. But so I'll, I'll drink later when we go on Discord. Then then the, all the then you guys could hear me get drunk really fast, like a true alcoholic. Just like he had only, <laughs> he had only one sip and he's already slurring. What happened? So, um, well, welcome to the show, and I'm really excited about our guest tonight because um, we did a show back in 2019 together on NBC Sports Chicago. We had a lot of fun. We became good uh, pals backstage with uh, our good friend Luis Medina, and we got to talk baseball all the time and hang out with David Kaplan and David DeJesus all all, uh, summer long. We just had such a blast, and he's just one of my favorite people on earth, and he loves Ian Happ. So I, he wrote an awesome article last week. I'm going to drop the link in the chat in the chat in a moment, but um, I just wanted I wanted him to come on and talk about it. So without further ado, Mr. Michael Cerami. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be back on the show. It's been a while. And Danny, I think about our show uh, all the time and how cool it was. We were just hanging out with Cap and Ozzy and stuff. Oh, I don't Ozzie. know. Just yeah, it's like not anything we've or I have ever done since. That was just like this one random summer that feels like a childhood like nostalgia memory. Now it was, it was a great show. But you guys, seriously, you guys set the trend. NBC's canceling everyone now. Yeah, yeah, we were the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nick G writes in in the chat, NBC Sports is having a bigger fire sale of talent than the 2021 trade deadline. It's true. Oh, they got so rid of Kaplan. True. They got rid of uh, Gordon. Gordon Wendmeyer. Yeah, they, yeah. That, and now I guess Stebbins is out too. Yeah. Also, like, Rob Schaefer, he's like the NBA, the Bulls guy. Mm-hmm. Rob Schaefer is also out. Are and, they even- and Danny, do you remember that happened when we 
when we were there, it had like just happened. They also just got rid of a bunch of people. Um, it's tough industry, I guess. I don't know. Are they replacing the writers with an AI? I mean, I don't think yeah. the technology is quite there yet. <laughs> there are a it's lot one of like those robots Cubs. that like jumps on the different boxes and stuff. It's just one of those guys. Yeah, they're a lot <laughs> like the Cubs in that they can't extend their talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Michael, what are you drinking? I didn't even ask you. Uh, do you have a, Do you have a beer or a water? Or, oh, Miller. I have, like. a, I have a fine Pilsner ale. Uh, nice. It's it's you know more uh, better taste, less filling or something. What is yeah. it? Whatever taste, the thing is, less filling tastes great. Well, I appreciate uh, yeah. it. I did a Miller Light commercial last week, and so I I really or not last week, last year. So I really appreciate uh, your support. Like uh, that's maybe, why I'm maybe, drinking it. I yeah. saw you. And I was like, well, that's who I want to be. Yeah. Well, no, you don't see me. You see an actually fit guy riding up a hill on a bicycle. And then my cool ass voice comes on and goes, Miller Lite, less filling, tastes great. Or something like that. I forget my Wait, line. But... And does he pour it on yep, his head? On his head. On his head. Yeah. That's your commercial. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's me. You got to watch <laughs> it again. Know that? Yeah. I, I, don't, don't, I don't know how I missed that. I've seen it a thousand times. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it was on a thousand times and it, it, it luckily like paid for a wedding. So like, yeah. you know, and your wedding. I, I know we've texted, but also congrats on that. It looked awesome. It looked Thank beautiful. you. And I got to say congrats to Michael Strammy, a uh, new addition to the Strammy family. Um, so tell us Little about your baby kid. Leo. How's, yeah. You've got yeah. a shortstop. Yeah, a little shortstop, probably second baseman. He doesn't have the arm, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> he is great. He's like a little over three months old, and um, he's you know happy, healthy, smiles when you look at him, cries throughout the night, that kind of thing. But uh, so far, so good. It's real. It's really, really awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I've seen pictures of you guys, and you've sent me a few pictures, and you guys just look so happy. It makes me. Makes me mad, actually, because yeah. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never have these things, Michael. <laughs> I, I actually, I just want to know what the zips projections are on the kid. You know, yeah, what's he yeah. do next year? I, we're just it? hoping he can, you know, get out of uh, low A and and see if <laughs> if he can start finding the strike zone. Because right now, you know, all he throws is a spitball. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been thinking that his baby puns, his his bap his bap is telling him try. His BAPIP is telling me that he's he's bound to come through eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it. So you are by without a doubt uh, the biggest Ian Happ fan that I think I know. I mean, there might be more out there that you know. Uh, but here's a picture of you. I believe this was backstage. Aww. Maybe it, was this backstage actually at NBC that this picture yeah. got taken. Yep, that oh. was. Uh, I got that fat head at a social media night uh, with the Cubs. I like won one of the lotto things, and I got to pick. Obviously, I picked Ian Happ. Uh, and, yeah, I carried that around with me for a while. I don't know why we had it in the backstage. but You brought sure it. We, you, no, we were it. on TV. You needed a prop. I don't know. So, But, <laughs> but yeah, you used to have that thing backstage, and I was, and then you were always talking up Ian Happ and, like, uh, how you really believed him. That was the year that he hit a, a ton of doubles, and, and he really, like, I mean, he was always good, depending on the month that it was, mm -hmm. like, was it May or was it June? Because it was a completely different guy. The, and that was like the knock on him for a long time was that he was so streaky. And last year, um, you know, it, it, he kind of was good every other month, it seemed like, you know, but that, but he definitely put things together for a longer period of time, was an all-star. But I really enjoyed your article about, um, he, about his kind of mental place right now. And uh, talk to me about, because you talked to Ian, right? And so uh, he talked about, 
being not having to look over his shoulder and being able to play every day and what that did for him as a player. So I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'll say I, I actually texted him about 20 minutes before the show started and I was going to throw him the link and have him surprise join and surprise <laughs> all you guys. Uh, he was getting out of plane to come to Chicago for the Cubs convention. So he couldn't do it, but he was like, Oh, that would have been so much fun. <laughs> He's getting that, out of plane in like five hours. He's like Sun Ranto. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, I know what those guys I've say about it. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, that's, this is the thing about him. He, he tries hard to like, he wants to be um, beloved in Chicago. Cause he loves playing for the Cubs. He like genuinely does. He wants to play for the Cubs. Um, he wants to stay here. I mean, he's, this is not me breaking any news. He said it a bunch of times, but I just, he said it to me too. Um, this is where he wants to play. Um, and, you know, the, the Cubs are supposed, or supposed to exchange the arbitration salary figures on Friday. Um, and that's theoretically going to kick off the process of an extension. Um, if, if it's going to happen, it would happen then. I don't know. I mean, I hope they do. Um, that's why I wrote the article. And so to answer your question. Um, <clears throat> so I talked to him a little bit and what I was curious to find out, it was like, okay, so a couple things happened last year. You hit for a little bit less power home runs, but you still uh, had one of your best offensive seasons. Like overall, it was con more consistent than it ever had been. Um, you struck out a lot less. Uh, you were suddenly like extremely effective as a right-handed hitter. You know, what happened? And he's like, dude, go look at my numbers from back to the 2021 trade deadline. I was like, okay. And I looked at all of those and it was good for like a season and a half. And I was, I was like, whoa, I guess it was a little bit better than I realized. And he started talking about um, one, he started really focusing on mental skills and, and being present and all of that. He works hard on that. He also said um, like you kind of uh, alluded to Danny, that just suddenly being able to play every day and not have to worry about if you strike out, three times, you're not going to play tomorrow. Um, you know, that was a huge, huge mental shift for him. He was like, I just, Absolutely. for the first time, got to play baseball again and not have to worry about it and focusing yeah, less about where I'm going to be penciled in and if I'm going to be penciled in. And He got um, set down in like 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For like, I don't know, the whole year. We On the first half we of were, the year. We were like, yeah. what the hell happened? Like, where well, is he? There were not only that nobody ever heard of, and he still I, wasn't there. I talked about that to him too the other day because I was like, so I jumped in the lake that time he hit the home run, you know. Yeah. Um, he had that great season in 2018, and I was like, you know, I remember like when he first debuted, and I was like, he was kind of hot in the second half of the season, and Joe Madden was playing and playing and playing him, and the playoffs and the end of the season happened, and like Joe Madden didn't play him at all anymore mm -hmm. and it was like what's going on and i asked him and he was like he just trusted like his veteran guys then i was still a rookie okay fine he goes but the next season remember he had that spring training where he dominated hit a home so run awesome. every single at bat and that's why i made that bet i was like come on you know he's gonna do it again and so he hit a leadoff home run he had all this fanfare and then he didn't start the next day and he was like yeah. that was like a really big um like uh an emotional i don't know wave for him to overcome because he was like, I kind of was like this first round pick and I let off the, the Cubs lineup and hit a home run. Like what else can I do to play? And right. I get that. That's, that's a bummer. That's hard to deal with. And so when they traded everybody away and he got to play a little bit more, he started just 
performing better because of all that. But on top of that, he worked on his mental skills. And then into the off season, the, the biggest thing, he mentioned this in such passing that it blew my mind. He's like, yeah, so, you know, I started the vision training where like, I went to the specialist four to five times. And I was like, wait, hold on, what? He's like, yeah, uh, you know, Tommy Listella and um, uh, who else was it? Tommy Listella yeah, and- I got uh, it right here because this here's a screenshot of your article here. Um, do I Duffy. have it in here? Uh, no, I didn't have that part. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, Matt Duffy, though. Uh, yeah, the Matt, other guy. Matt, yeah, who was also a former Cub, brief, briefly uh -huh. was a Cub. Mm -hmm. But but so, you said that he that's how he improved his K rate, which came down mm -hmm. like 10 points or well, seven points. Yeah, no, Still for sure. Lot. I mean, it, it went from one of the worst in the league to about average, which is insane. Um, and so, yeah, he said Duffy and Mastella sent him to this vision specialist. He went four or five times. Um, and he's like, so I, they did a bunch of tests and we did different things. And then I was like, oh, so that was it. He's like, no, every day I kind of like do these vision training exercises. Like, okay, like what? He's like, well, I juggle before every game. I was like, okay, what? You juggle before every game? I mean, I can understand how that keeps your eyesight. Um, he has these cards that like help his eyes focus. I don't know exactly how they work, but he, he practices with those. And then when he's in the, the dugout, uh, on the on-deck circle, he has a sticker in his helmet and it it's like something to focus your eyes. And he does that before every single at bat and cool. lo and behold, his strikeout rate dropped insanely. And it's all about hand eye coordination and better vision. And it's like, I mean, that's not a small deal when you have your one biggest flaw kind of evaporate with a meaningful change to something you did outside of your regular practice to make it actually better. If it changes with no explanation, well, Let's talk about if that's sustainable. But if you're actually doing something, well, that's a big difference. Yeah. I would love to see what that sticker is. I know. I would probably put one inside my hat because yeah. Yeah, I can't my right eye is a jacked up thing. Yeah, um, it says, don't it's, swing at bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. it does, all it does is it focuses his brain in, in reality. It's like, yeah, don't swing at Make bullshit. Make sure it's in the zone. And you made that point, too, is that he, because of that, he also was swinging at a lot more pitches in the zone. In because, the zone, yeah. And, because that was the knock on him too, is that he was striking out too much, to, you know, and the K rate was pretty high for, for uh, the majors. And then to bring that down makes all the difference. I'm going to put up a couple of stats, and this is one I really liked. Here's his home and away from last year. Okay, um, he, uh, home, he's slashing 308, 383, 467 with for an 851 OPS. On the road, it wasn't quite as good. Uh, 236, the batting average really died, and then the OBP was 302, a lot lower. Uh, the slugging was lower, and the, the OPS was more like 716. So, it, he, Did he forget he, to put the stickers in his away helmets? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he did talk about this, and this was another like kind of subtly fascinating thing. You know, so I was talking to Brett about this uh, because I was trying to figure out what exactly the answer is here. So we all know that players perform – better at home, just generally speaking. It's just a general truism, better at home. And a lot of the times we, I think we talk about, it's like you get to sleep in your own bed, you're a little bit rest, a more familiar routine. But Hap sort of unlocked this other piece for me. He's like, he started talking about knowing how to play Wrigley offensively on certain days that he didn't understand when he was a younger player. And it was like, you know, when the wind's blowing like this, I'm trying to do this. When, when there's... Um, Son, this way I'm trying to do, and he started explaining these different ways that he 
um, tries to shoot the ball the other way on certain days and the way Wrigley plays. And it's like, oh, maybe the experience at a certain ballpark is the is the bigger or at least a contributing factor. Yeah. And Hap is just just growing up into being a veteran player because he kind of has always been a younger player. And we, we lump him in with the World Series team, but he wasn't on that team. Right. No, he, he was, was right. after that. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting too. And a lot of that, um, he's like one of the best left-handed hitters at Wrigley field in baseball. It Danny, was absolutely wild. Danny, throw that, uh, throw that stat line up again, the home and away. Yeah. And you see what, what Michael's talking about is that BABIP is 384 at home and 288 away. I mean, basically a hundred point difference, just home and away. It's pretty well, Pretty impressive. And, and for anybody wondering, 300 is the average, right? In it varies It varies by player. Like every player kind of has their average, but 300 is a good number to keep well, in mind. And, one, and this might be an anomaly too, is that the home runs, he actually hit more home runs away. Uh, he had 11 home runs That's away. all Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's probably like five Cincinnati. of them, right? At least <laughs> – um, so, but it, it didn't, it didn't really help his slugging. Like he still, cause he was hitting, I guess, I mean, where, I, I, I guess it's all average. Well, and he almost, he get... almost led the league in doubles. I think he was like fifth or sixth most doubles in baseball. And I talked to him about that and I, he, he, we kind of were looking at his numbers together and realized that he made a lot of the same amount of hard contact in certain situations. It was like, there was like seven really deep doubles that might have been a homer on a different day or in a different ballpark. And if you take away, if you add seven home runs and and take away seven doubles, it's like it's gonna look like a very different season. So like I think he was still hitting the ball hard because um, I was expecting him to tell me that oh yeah I totally was shooting for less power to make more contact, but that was not the case. Like that was not what he was trying to do. I think it might have just been a fluky year. And let's. I mean, the balls were not juiced last year, right? So, I mean, well, for real, that's out outside of uh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for Aaron Judge at bats, where they were, they were plenty juiced. Um, yeah, and then the other thing that I, I I think is kind of interesting about him is the the platoon stuff, um, and that he did become a better right-handed hitter um he, the power wasn't really there he had only had the two home runs but that's and then 15 from the left side um well, actually what what i got up here i believe yeah this is this is his not this is just last year it couldn't be um i think i've got the wrong one up uh but here's you know, no no that is his platoon last yeah, year i think that's correct that's his last year okay so um yeah, so 17 home runs overall. I thought it was interesting that he also like took right-handed at bats against right-handed pitchers and went two for three. <laughs> I yeah. happened to see that. But so most of the power is coming from the right side, but the batting average is coming from the left side, batting 305 over there. Mm-hmm. So he's he's putting that together too. So um, that was another weird one um, because I thought I thought again he was going to say, "Yep, just trying to make contact," and it was the exact opposite. So he told me two things. One, it was. Um, uh, well, I'm going to say three things. Philosophical change was, um, what I was just getting into. And it was like, uh, not just trying to make contact. I'm actually just trying to swing as hard as I can and play like a normal right-handed batter. And it's funny because in reality, that just, that just turned into like 
better struck baseballs and higher average, just not a ton of power. Whereas before, maybe he was just being a little too cute about it, you know, um, and it, it wasn't working out. So the, the, the effort to just be like a regular batter and not try to just put the ball in play ended up helping him put the ball in play more often in a circular way. Um, he also went back to his old stance mechanically, batting from the right side, which I, again, it's, it's music to my ears. When, when, you, when you say that matches old, something. How, how old? Because, I mean, the Cubs have a new hitting coach every seven yeah. months. He so. said 2017 uh, from the right side. So, the, his, so his you're, talking, you're, you're talking 2017, so all the way back. Yep. He said he just like he was like I'm done trying to tweak this. I'm going to just how I feel comfortable as a right-handed batter. Um, he even said it was a, a little bit more upright. Uh, uh, what else was it? Um, uh, more upright, more of a leg kick, a little bit more closed. Sorry, it's hard to remember all the details. Yeah, closed, more of a leg yeah. kick, more closed, and, and and more upright. And so again, when when a batter actually improves. And there's something you can point to that's like a real material world change. Then you feel good about it, about what actually happened there. Um, and then lastly, he said, and I stopped worrying about them. Stop letting me hit righty if I suck because there was no one who was going to take my at bat. And so I can just, again, be comfortable going up there and not having to make every single day you know, earn my play to playing time tomorrow. And I know we talk about that kind of thing all the time. But I, I got to tell you, like, I feel like I didn't quite appreciate it, how important it is to let a player to give him some leash to actually play. Like, no matter what happens, it's going to be you tomorrow. So just play well today. And uh, I mean, clearly across the board, that was a huge deal for him. And, uh, you know, well, made a lot of big changes. And, and, you know, we've talked about that on this show a little bit, not necessarily for Hap, but Hap, obviously, uh, he he wasn't playing center field. He wasn't, you know, they weren't moving him around or whatever. He was in left field. That was his spot. And he was going to be there every day whenever he played. Uh, but they do that with a lot of these guys. They move them all over the place. Morell is in center. Morell, then he's in, exactly. then he's in uh, at short at third over a second. Like they're moving them all around. And I know there's a lot to be said about a, a utility player. that can play everywhere. A lot of value there. Of course. But maybe not everybody's a utility player because it's not that easy. Maybe you can pull it off, but like what you're yeah. saying, Hap had a a a headspace adjustment by being allowed to do one thing every day and know what he was going to do. I mean, do you think that that is something that you're seeing maybe with the rest of the team as well, or I'm just talking yeah. about my ass? ass no, man. no, I, it's guy I, to guy. I, 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 I don't know. I, I know. I feel like back in when they were doing that, to him, he was playing second base too. Remember, it was like second, yeah. right, center, left half. I think they were like, "Oh, Ben Zobrist, next Ben Zobrist, go on." Like you, everybody's you can, Ben Zobrist now. Exactly, season. and and that's just a testament to how good Ben Zobrist actually was, because um, <laughs> it's not easy to do what he does or did. Um, and I don't know if that was the best case for Hap, but then like here's the other thing. You, you, that we kind of all gloss over a little bit. Hap was a gold glover last year in left field. It's left field, so whatever. But he was the best left fielder in the NL. You know what I mean? Like, that's not nothing. So when I look at him and I see him crush his strikeout rate, um, improve against uh, lefties as a righty, play gold glove defense in left field, 
and then make the effort to actually get better by changing the way he does things off uh, in the off season. That's a guy that you want to lock up. I'm sorry. I know we got prospects coming up. Uh, Ian Happ's 28 years old. We're worried about Brennan Davis and Alexander Canario. I mean, they're awesome. I like them. Uh, Pico Armstrong hasn't played a double A yet. Canario and Brennan Davis just showed us that they can get hurt at any time. And then that whole plan goes away. And on top of that, you don't know if they're going to be good ever. And even if they, even if you did know they're definitely going to be good in the future, they might still need a transition period to get good in the majors. So letting a 28 year old walk, cause you like maybe have some prospects. I, I don't, no. I don't buy it. He's not 32. Like that's a big difference. You could sign him for a four or five year deal and it, the, what's the worst case scenario there? Like he's a switch you, hitter. You don't have to sell Ooh, that on this that. on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just pretty right sure Jet Hoyer's there. listening right now. Yeah. I'm just well, trying to get. Well, I guess that's my question. Is like you know they haven't they did they haven't locked up anybody. They the only person they really signed was David Bodie, who they basically bought his yeah yeah. So Hendricks is the only one, but so that's it's it's yeah. possible. And let me ask all of you guys a question: um, Is that by design? Does it seem like you don't trust the Cubs to lock up anybody because they're just that's not philosophical? Uh, how do I say this word? Philosophical? Philosophically, oh, philosophic. I always put an extra sil- syllable in the middle of it. Philosophically, <laughs> how they? I'm like philosophical. <laughs> like it's usually <laughs> what happens to me. But how? Do they think this way that you just don't sign guys over 28? Like, that's it. But then you the question is, like, what is the philosophy? Because it's clearly not buying high-end free agents, and then it's not <laughs> raising your own players, and then it's not signing extensions when you have an expensive ones that it's are not good. Trading, it's so not trading it's for not guys trading either. for players. So, so what exactly is the philosophy that's well, going on? I, yeah, I agree. And that's that brings me to, like, Seiya Suzuki, who's – um, I love say I think I'm so I happy the too. Cubs signed him. Um, why is the he same here? age as same age as Ian Happ? Like, what if he's in your plans? Then Ian Happ should be in your plans. Like, Absolutely. It, it doesn't, There's it doesn't your make corners sense. are taken care of. Figure the rest out. Let, and and okay, so you know from what I understand, Canario is going to have a is almost certainly not going to be a factor for the big league Cubs this year. Like it's, it's just not, it's not going to be a thing. Um, Maybe he plays a little bit at the end of the year, but it's not going to be like a, a big consideration. So you you really are Brennan Davis because of being hurt, right? Is not like because of being hurt because of being hurt is what I'm saying. Like for anybody listening, not familiar, Alexander Canario uh, took a really bad fall at first base in a lead on game, destroyed his, ankle and dislocated his shoulder and dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. So I I talked to a friend of mine who's um, a trainer with the Braves and he, I was like, so what's the deal? Like, can you give me like some insight? He was like, both of these things back to back and the time that it takes to do surgeries, you have to wait to do the second one. He's like, he won't play before the 4th of July and maybe he'll play after the 4th of July. Um, So don't, you you know, don't count on the second one. Uh, I think it's just it's about different. like rehab. I mean, it's the I'm, other end of the body. I don't know. Ask the ask the doctors. How I, I are you know. gonna walk on st- on 
crutches if you don't have a shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, you just gotta lay there. That's true. Um, well, it's, and, so it's not. It's not like the COVID and flu shot, which I made the mistake of getting the same day in, in two different arms. I, like, I had a, ah, I had a hernia like and a vasectomy same day. <laughs> well, that's the same. They're cutting open that one part. They're like, you're. They're already down there. They just do both. The, the, yeah, it's. I, I'm. I'm saying. A lot of yeah. ice, a lot of ice, right. and, I'm, and I'm thinking if it's, you know, two separate parts of the body, that's easy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Get him, either, a, get him a segue. He'll be yeah. fine. Well, so <laughs> anyway, anyway, with, with, so Kenny's not going to play next year. Probably. Yeah. PCA. I mean, he's definitely, maybe he could reach the majors by the end of the year or something in some crazy aggressive, but it's not going to be right away. And Brennan Davis had his own injuries, and even if he did end up being ready right away, I mean, he could play center, and Cody Bellinger is not anything close to a lock to being some guy that needs to play every day. Yeah, I mean, I hope to God he is. That would make our summer a lot more fun, but there's also DH, and he can also first play first base. So it's like, I don't know. I just I don't look ahead, and I, I see these prospects. I know that they exist, but I am so sick of basing our entire enjoyment of the summer on like the hope that all of these uh, that a certain amount of prospects has a career rookie season because that yeah. doesn't happen that often. So the it's like the best get thing we have to look guys. forward to is maybe Pete Crow Armstrong does something good. <laughs> right. And that changes our plans for the future. Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It should um, also like you have to take into account the veteran leadership that uh, an older player is gonna bring. So Ian Happ learns how to play Wrigley Fields. Do you really want him to bring that to the Pirates or something like that? You know, because yeah. the Pirates are willing to spend. I mean, I doubt right. they would, but but or any any team that would be willing to spend that that play the Cubs significantly, especially in the Central. Now he's going to bring all this knowledge about playing at Wrigley Field, or do you want him bestowing that knowledge upon your younger players on your team that you have for the next six years? Well, let me let me put it to you in even more like like. Uh, a cute way for me that really bums me out about this whole thing. And, and it's, it goes triple for Nico Horner, who I also really hope the Cubs extend. Um, you know, what I don't want to happen is they don't extend him this off season. Ian Happ has a monster year and then they go sign him next year and go and for twice as much or whatever and go like, you're welcome. It's like, no, no, not you're welcome. You should have done it a year ago and use that extra money to buy someone else. But again, this applies to Nico Horner way more in my opinion, because you could get him right now for way less than you will be able to next year. If he repeats the season he just had, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? So don't sign Nico Horner to $200 million deal next off season and make and expect us to be like thrilled about it, by it because you could sign him to a hundred million dollar deal right now, fake numbers, hundred million dollar deal right now, and then have a hundred million dollars to spend. It's not like I don't want Nico to get paid, but this is the whole point. Sign the guy before you have to sign the guy, and We've everybody seen wants him. Seen the Braves? I was going to say the Braves. Yeah. 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 So that's, ahead, that's what bums me out. Oh no, I was just being snarky. I was going to say, why sign the guy when you can wait and then not sign the guy and then let him walk away for nothing? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so and and also like you have to consider if you, you we talked about the prospects that might fill the shoes eventually might eventually but I, I took a look at the 2024 outfielder situation this is going to come in pretty small I don't know if you can see it 
But on the top of the list, and I went by age here, okay? On the top of the list, it's Cody Bellinger, who we actually have on the team for the next year at in center field. And then you got uh, Dustin Fowler, Wilmer Bercera, Ian Happ. He's the um, the – He's next in age as of next year. Harrison Bader, Joey Gallo, who just got signed. Michael Conforto. It's like the, there, there's nothing here. I mean, these and Conforto are, might not even be there. I think he has an option if he. Right. Peters, Jock lost. Peterson, Max Kepler. I mean, it's not like these guys stink, but like at the same time, Ian Happ is better than all these guys and he's already here. And so. Yeah. And younger. Yeah, yeah. And and if you really have, if Brennan Davis has some monster season, and also Pete Crow Armstrong is ready, then trade Brennan Davis. I'm, you know, like I don't want that again. You know what I'm saying though? It's like, do you think the Dodgers are ever like, we have just you know one too many good players? Like, (laughs) darn, no, they just have a lot of good players and they play them all. Right now, we have one too many middling players, and we're not (laughs) sure which middling player we'll get rid of and we'll have an amazing season. So, so we're, we're just going to keep all of them. We'll get rid of the, the stars and we'll keep all the replacement level guys just because yeah. we quarter the market on those and number three starters. It's our thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, it's so, different here. Yeah, it's, it, it it's, different. it's real different. Yeah. So, and, and plus like, you know, he, like I know we love Chicago and I've I've been looking at his bill, his face on a billboard every time I, I drive my car. So he's got the restore deal. And uh, so he, he got his hair did and he got his hair done. And then we saw him today and like, it seems like he needs to get it done again. <laughs> and, it, and I like to that, capture that's right there. off season hair, Danny. Yeah. Working his on hair it. Is working. Not, his hair still needs to go through spring training. Yeah. His hair is going to come in the best shape of his life. So, of yeah. his life. <laughs> like so, somewhere mid right around the beginning of May, yeah. <laughs> right when the <laughs> Ivy turns green. <laughs> When the ivy turns green, yeah. his hair will be full. He's like, I want, I want to. One of the giveaways should be a chia, Ian. They give it away. <laughs> they oh, give it that's, away. that's really good. Oh my god! <laughs> Sponsored by Restored. Why do I have to think of all the good ideas? Come that on, that is that is that is a terrifyingly good idea, Danny. <laughs> it's gotta happen. We need this. Um. So yeah, I mean, I would buy it. I, I and I'm curious. I mean, I think everybody in the chat, um, and and on this show agrees that they've got to get this done, and and they've got to get it done right now. Like, and it's almost annoying that it would take like arbitration or uh to to get it done. Like, mm-hmm. because it's like no, it's you, not like every other team is waiting until arbitration. I mean, no. that clearly become has become some sort of uh, flashpoint for the Cubs, but I mean. De- the Red Sox just extended Devers for 300 million mm-hmm. over Christmas. Like it's not, it's not required. There's a lot of what the Cubs do that's good in theory, but like, I don't know. I, I, I think that I think sometimes they limit themselves. Hold, hold by on. Let's, some... let's, be, let's be positive here. Michael, tell us something that they do. That's good in theory. <laughs> because oh, sure. I honestly no. miss that shit all the time. No, no, no. I'm, over here, I'm over here like these fucking idiots just walk into walls looking for no. a door. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> I I think like okay, I think that they, I think that they are well. Okay, so the what I was getting at, and I'll, then I'll give you a specific. Was just generally speaking, I do think that Jed Hoyer and his front office are analytically savvy and likely in the upper 
10 of baseball front offices on specifically the analytics side. Okay. That's what I think about them. I think that their issue is that they have become too beholden to it. And I'm not someone that has ever been like a, it's only about the scouts. But like, I, you know what I am starting to realize is like, this is supposed to be fun and not math class. And it's really has started to feel like math class and not because advanced analytics aren't useful in, in uh, assessing a player's value. It's because that is used in determining whether we're going to add fun superstars to the team. And it's like, we're missing the boat here a little bit. This Absolutely. is entertainment. You know, it's, it's, it's entertainment. Um, missing, one thing I've been thinking about a lot. We're sorry. missing the art class. Yeah, we got the exactly. math class. And, well, that, so here's fine. the thing. Let's you guys like, class. I read like The Athletic often. And you know what sucks is not ever seeing anything about the Cubs. And you know what was awesome? When the Cubs were great in 2016 uh, and, and 2017 and 2015, they were all over MLB.com and all over The Athletic and all over ESPN. And it was fun to be a Cubs fan because you felt included in the national baseball conversation. And I have felt excluded from the national baseball conversation for so freaking long. And it's because it's not smart to sign Xander Bogarts to a $285 million deal. But like, I don't care anymore. Like I'm, I'm not having as much fun as I was. And that's and literally like all this is supposed then, to be. You know, I, back then we were having so much fun. I do not remember a single statistic from those days. I do not remember no. a single damn thing. You know what I remember? Our bullpen danced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I, I, I had, I true. get you. The vibes, the the vibes are missing, and and they have yeah. been for a while, and it's because there's this, and now they haven't really gone for it, um, and the the vibes kind of got with but the what last does that mean? four. Well, you know, like why like Christopher Morell, I would say, coming in gave me some vibes. You know, like he, he hits a home run in his first at bat. He's playing with some style. He's he's supportive of his teammates. He's like patting the umpire on the shoulder, saying, "Hey, man, nice to see you. Good job." He's saying, "He's like the inf he's like the inflatable tube." colorful inflatable tube man in like a broken down <laughs> auto shop where you're like, well, that looks like it should be fun, but in this setting, bleh. exactly. Um, well, you, no, you, I, I agree though, Danny. I agree. Individually. Uh, you got some guy like, you know, Patrick wisdom's got a fun, like when he hits a home run, he, he does the, the, the big high five coming around third base. You know, th there's a couple things that happen, but you lose when you lose Contreras out of the deal, uh, at, when he, being over the Cardinals, which is, Oh my God. Um, you know, there's a, there's yeah. a Contreras in both directions now. Oh, my God. oh I know. It's going to be, brutal this it's year. brutal it's you know like, you know they're both going to kill the cubs oh, I know. they're, they're yeah. gonna murder us specifically <laughs> yeah well, well now and I, we will deserve it we should just hit them like those other teams did <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like you know i don't know i think the brewers were onto something like you gotta pitch willie inside you gotta yeah. pitch him inside what do you want us to yeah. do yeah exactly for six years i've been defending wills and Contreras, being like well he's, he's over and over the plate i'm like no he's not that's how you play baseball they're just smart ball and then now i'm gonna be like well look at him he's over over the plate. Oh I, my I, god! I, I, I turned coat on my own thoughts real quick when it comes to the Cubs, but um, no, it's it, you know it's true. We got to get back to that kind of fun, and and I I know we will. I know we, we will. will. And, we will. You know, and um, you know, I, I everybody's looking for it to happen. So like the fans are like so thirsty for it. Oh, so yeah. like even when like 
like we had Frank Schwindel and we like made him into a local folk hero because we're like, we have like Frank Schwindel day now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Same thing know. with Andrew Chafin. Like I know he was a little bit of a bigger name sort of, but oh my God, he was, even he was, I don't know him at all. This is based on his Twitter. He was like overwhelmed by, he was like, everyone's talking about my like mustache and stuff. Like, it was crazy because we this fell in love why with them people right away. Want to play in Chicago. Yeah, they know. They're like, all I have to do is just show up and be halfway good. People yep. are gonna fucking I love would, me. You love don't even have to that. be good. You can show up and be weird and nice. Like that's yeah. really all yeah. we ask. <laughs> that's that's true. That's very true. There is something to be said about weird and nice, though. I will say, I do. This enjoy feels that. like projecting. <laughs> this whole show is kind of weird and nice actually we're pretty mean we're one of the meaner shows out there um, so, so anyway yeah. well michael i i just love talking to you you know I, I you know can you imagine we only had a half hour to get through all the cubs news like how is it we were already like 43 minutes in the show we only talked about ian Happ. you know we, we, we got <laughs> that the rest kind of sounds like our regular show then i feel like i tried to bring it up every time i had the opportunity Exactly. So, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on, you know, your new fatherhood and like looking forward to seeing you at CubsCon. Are you going to be out there? Yep. Uh, uh, I won't make it to Lizzie's on Friday night, but I'll be there Saturday. Um, awesome. For anyone who's listening, Lizzie McNeil's Friday night after Cubs convention. Stop telling people. It's, it's ruining the whole thing. <laughs> Brett Taylor. No, I've been getting these texts from Qual. He's like, what's Brett doing? He's telling everybody to go to Lizzie's. We're not going to be able to get in. I'm like, settle down. It's fine. Cubs, like I got people like giving me Cubs convention tickets right now. Nobody's going to be there. It's not yeah. a big deal. Like Dansby Swanson's not even coming. Like nobody cares. Oh maybe, shit. I didn't he, even think, is he not coming? I mean, he wasn't on the list, but maybe oh. he shows up. Christopher That's Morell's a bummer, not, man. Morell's not. Here's the attendees in case you care. Um, yeah. I did not see Dansby Swanson on here. I mean, he <sighs> might show up anyway. I don't know. But um, and I didn't see Chris Morell on the list. So that's kind of yeah. sad, too. I don't think um, PJ Higgins is going to be there. Well, PJ <laughs> Higgins got is is uh, he, he's trying to get a new team at this point. I yep. would love it if PJ Higgins showed up and be like, as a fan. I, no, show <laughs> up and be like, I'm on the fucking list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just wearing street clothes yeah hat backwards just like what i mean up, I, I gotta say uh, the ricketts panel the newly reinstated ricketts panel would probably really want dansby swanson to be there so they could have at least one big round of applause uh at some point because oh they're all oh, oh this is a great everybody. who gets the biggest round of applause of the active players like it was so easy to figure out back in the day and it was like you know after 2018 it was going to be bias and most of the time it was rizzo um, after 2016, it might have been Bryant because MVP. You know, it was always pretty easy to figure out. I don't know who that guy is right now. Who is? Yeah, it would have been Contreras, biggest, but he's yeah, he's 100% gone. 100 would have been Contreras. Who gets the biggest? All right, everyone, can we? I'm not the host of the show, but everyone make a everyone make a prediction. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say Ian Happ. Uh, you wow. know, he's got, he's got the podcast. I mean, I mean, as far as the stars on the team go, I mean, may, if Kyle Hendricks could get a pretty big applause, but he was kind of hurt last year, but we love him from before. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and that's, that's current Cubs. I, I'm going to say that Pedro Strope gets oh, a, sure. is going to get like yeah. maybe the, one of the biggest applauses of anybody. Carlos, Zambrano, Zambrano, yeah. he's going to get some whistles and some, some weird noises coming out of the crowd. But, uh, yeah, I can see I can see Matt Mervis getting a pretty big like there's yeah. 
he he's got a following already. People the just great. want him to be everything. He's the he's like the the best example of have a good name and it's like half the battle. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. It's a good baseball name. Hell of a baseball name. So, well, it's it was lovely having you on, um, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do this again some other time because it's a hell of a good time. So uh, Bernie says Carlos Marmol, but I'm I'm a little worried he might, you know, go real time. hard one direction and fall off the stage. We got a wood. Wood, carry wood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks, current David. Comes, I think we are saying. Um, so, all right, well, uh, thanks for coming out. We're going to go to a co- quick commercial break, let you go, and we're going to come back and talk about the uh, – well, I guess we're going to talk about who might be the backup second baseman. Just riveting conversation. <laughs> let me Wait, tell you. We're going to talk about the eight oh, players please. that are going to be backup second baseman. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to – well, we're going to talk a little bit about Correa because that that happened today, I guess. He passed the, the physical. I use quotes. Um, but I want to talk about Mick Bochtrabonigal. Who, I, who we're calling <laughs> the McBoatstrabonicle is is basically McKinstry, Bodie, Madrigal, and Mastroboni put together, which is McBoatstrabonable. The maniacal, oh, mechanical, McStrobonable. You should write a word. children's book. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks for coming on. We'll be right back with more Sunranto Show. Peace. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sunranto show. Uh, man, uh, I love Mike. I love me some Michael Cerami. We just had such a fun summer together. It's just like one of those dudes that you just pick up with is right where you left off as soon as I see Some him. loving. So So we got to talk about um, some of these signings. The the signings for the 2023 season are coming in hot and heavy. We had a couple uh, kind of finally come through. Um, Correa, I guess it went from 12 years to 11 years down to six years. um, And it went from 360 million or something like that. I think it was somewhere around there 
down to 200 million. And um, I guess he could top out at 270 over 10 seasons if he can remain on the field. And how that looks is that Correa can earn an additional 70 million over four additional years if he reaches 575 plate appearances in 2028. So if his ankle holds up and he can basically play an entire season, um, and uh, then because 575, like that is not getting hurt pretty much. Right. Right. Yeah. That's your regular days off. And he's going to be like, all right, I need to bat first. And I need to, you know, he's going to be looking for a bats that year to tell you that much. But, um, and then it becomes like a 10 year deal basically. And then Boris went out there and cause he passes, he passed this physical and he yeah. didn't pass the giants physical and he didn't pass the Mets physical and, but he passes the, the, the twins physical. So, I mean, I mean, that's a pretty large discrepancy between doctors as to what has happened. He's never been sidelined from this injury again. So, I mean, is, is this the world we live in now where we're like at a place where we're going to have like pre injuries? Is this like brave new world where like you can, yes. you know, read your thoughts and stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally what it is. He, he had a surgical repair on a part of his body a decade ago and they're saying, Someday, maybe it could be bad. And that means that we should cut his offer in half. Yeah. So, And I wonder if it's some gamesmanship on the Mets that they like said, oh, we'll do this. And then they try to like, you yeah. know, it's like get the car dealer getting you in there with the one deal and then changing yeah, the deal. Worked the way down there. a little bit and he just wouldn't go low enough or, or got sick of dicking around with it. I like what Pincus says in the chat here. He says, just proves that the Target pharmacy is trash. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's Target Field. So, um, yeah, it's it's a strange thing that what happened right there. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I'm happy he's in Minnesota because, you know, you got the Mets big market team. San Francisco won it a bunch a few years back. And, um, you know, just for a team like Minnesota, A, they play the White Sox. So right. that's kind of funny because like all the White Sox fans like, damn it, you know, he's in their division. And then you because you still got Cleveland kind of, you know, they're the ones that made it last year. So just makes it all the more tough for the White Sox, which as a Cubs fan, I'm all for. But I mean, does it bother you at all? And I want to hear about from you in the chat that the Cubs aren't in on a deal like this. And I know we just got Swanson, but, you know, Correa could play third. Does it bother you that we didn't do it? Well, well isn't it still isn't it still more money and more years than the Cubs were willing to give anybody? Well, it's yes, more than they. And it's, it's stupid. More, yeah, it's more than they gave Dansby. You know that's yeah. for sure. You know, so uh, Pincus says he's broken in a year or two, and also like I know that um, the Bleacher Jeff is like I don't like his attitude. You know, I don't like him coming in here being like, I'm Armani and they're Kmart, blah, blah, blah. You know, like that whole thing about him valuing himself like higher than he should be. But he's a hell of a ball player, was definitely the best shortstop on the market that we could have gotten. I, maybe I honestly player. think, I honestly think that these teams just sort of looked for like got cold feet and just looked for anything, you know, look for anything that they could, you know, turn around on and say, I don't no. know about the Mets though. 
I don't know if the Mets did because they well, already but, knew. But the Mets that- didn't win. And then all of a sudden, by the time they got him, they had already signed, you know, somebody, you know, then they were in for like fucking half a billion dollars with him or, or three quarters of a billion. It was something crazy, but like they didn't wait around after he was signed, they signed some more people. And then when he came back out and the Mets had the next offer, they were like, I think what you said, like, let's see what we can get since we know he's sort of tarnished with this injury we can maybe talk it down a little bit but they couldn't yeah couldn't do it but the but the twins could and that's what i'm saying if they so the mets weren't offering this the mets weren't doing a six-year vesting option if you could stay on the field in 2028 what what i saw was that they couldn't get past the terminology there were there were they were trying to figure out uh the definition of sex <laughs> okay <laughs> that's back nine, 90s reference there people the, uh the, sexual uh, what you know depends on what you call sexual relations here uh, the, what the definition of is is yeah is, the definition yeah. of is yeah uh, yeah <laughs> well and then another uh signing that went down was cueto to the marlins i found this interesting 8.5 million had an era with the white Sox last year of 335 335 that actually pissed me off because uh, we had a show, right, where we talked about who we'd like to get, and Quay was my guy. I was like, hey, let's, yeah. let's pick this dude up. He's not going to cost – I didn't think he'd cost too much, and he didn't. He's He is 38, but whatever. Like, he's probably better be than – Yeah. Um, a couple questions in the chat here. David Elliott says, how much is guaranteed? Uh, it's $200 million, I think, is guaranteed. And then it could be another 70. And then uh, Nick G adds that supposedly there was some wording that the MLBPA would have probably shut down real quick. So, you know, they were just trying to get over, I guess. So, uh, yeah, Cueto, I mean, we're 3.5 B war, 158.2 innings pitch. I know we're going to rely on the young guys, but, you know, Cueto, I mean, he would have been a num- another number three, number four. The Cubs didn't decide to do it. And the Marlins did, who had plenty of starting pitches. So I'm not... Facebook sure. user says Mets were offering six for 157, which that's different. Um, yeah, it is. That's different than 200. Yeah, it's quite a bit different. Yep. So, and then the other one, thank uh, you, Facebook I, user. Yeah, IFG, you, you pointed this out to me right before the show, and I did manage to see this one million dollars for Nelson Mark. Cruz. Yeah. Nelson Cruz, he's gonna yeah. manage the team Dominicana in the world baseball classic, and then come and play for the fricking Padres for a million bucks. Why aren't we giving Nelson Cruz a million bucks to be vibes in our dugout? Well, I mean, he hit 10 home runs last year, (laughs) you know, he hit 32 the year before that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, uh, I mean, well, no, well, yeah, he did, but still, I mean, he's forty two this year I, mean, I know it's so fun come on we're not <laughs> trying to be good i mean yeah i mean and we just talked about we don't really have a dhdh we don't we have but, a nick madrigrabrostrabota yeah, yeah. well let's talk about well mcbostrabony how do you say that mcmcmcbostrabonagle yeah mcbostrabonagle is uh (laughs) it really does sound like it's just a lot of white boys who can't hit very hard 
Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so I, I figured that the Cubs are going to go with 13 position players. That would stand to reason 13 pitchers, 13 position players. And then, um, you know, and then the locks are like Gomes, Barnhart, Horner, Hosmer, Swanson, Wisdom, Hap, Suzuki, Bellinger. And I'm going to say Morell mm-hmm. is a, probably a lock. To, I mean, he should, should be. be. Yeah, unless he really just has a terrible time of it. And then on top of that, you might have like a Mervis. I think he's still got to play his way onto the team. I think he can't have a dog shit spring training and expected break with the team. But um, I think we kind of need him because we don't really have first baseman. Well, Hosmer, but he's like really want him out there every day. Like so. uh, And then um, then you got like Nelson Velasquez. I mean, I don't know. Didn't really hit much last year. The other outfield like he's a fifth outfielder. He probably comes up for injuries. Definitely still has options. And then Brandon Davis, who you're hoping maybe plays his way out of the squad too, which makes there only be one or two, two tops, depending on injury spots for McBoach-Dramonical. And were they total of between all of them of 1.9 war last year? So yeah, like you said, white boys that can't hit white boys can't hit is the, is the uh, sequel to white boys can't jump. Um, <laughs> But um, like Bodie, I didn't real, I didn't, I forgot about this. He's not on the forty man. No, because so, he was out with his shoulder and stuff, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, that's that put him on the IL. But then I think they must have oh, had some kind of yeah, crunch they and they back or something. But they must they, not be worried. Yeah, they they uh they defeat him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they they are paying him whatever a million bucks a year or whatever, that's why they couldn't yeah. get Nelson Cruz. Yeah, that's so, Bodie's money. Yeah, so I mean, did, uh, is he just? <laughs> He's but got he, the did piggy he, bank. Did he pass through? Like I don't know. Somebody tell me in the chat what happened because I was like, did we just like get rid of David Bodie and pay him five million dollars for no reason? Like I'm just, I would like the, to know what. No, he he passed options. through. Yeah, this is what he, I thought. He passed through waivers. He has option to Iowa. Okay. Yep, he oh. passed. Wow, bless his heart. He's, he's in his or 30s. no, they're saying he was optionized. Did he have options? He might have actually had an option. He was outrighted on November 10th. Oh, he was outrighted. Okay, and then made it through waivers. He's still getting paid. He's he already got paid. Yeah, and so getting this paid is... in Des Moines instead of Chicago. yeah. He gets like three million or something until the end of next year. And you know, amongst all these guys, he's actually worth the most war. And I know that we give him a lot of hell on this show. Uh, played in only forty-one games, had the injury, and he really wasn't good since twenty nineteen. His twenty twenty was bad, so was everybody's. His twenty twenty-one was he became unplayable. He batted one ninety-nine. So, um, and they gave him his opportunities: three twenty-seven plate appearances. Uh, the home runs were down, only eight. And then last year he only had four, but he was hurt. But he actually played to a seven forty-six OPS, which ain't too shabby for a utility guy who doesn't play every day. And so, like, as much as I don't like David Bodie as, like, I don't know, something about the whole situation bothers me with him. Like, because they gave him the extension, I was like, oh, he's who you extend. You know, like, it just pissed me off. So, um, it's not. I always did like the gall, though, because he's like, he just went and asked for it. He was like, look, I'll give you, you know, I'll do five for 15. Come on. How bad could it be? And they're like, yeah, all right. All right. Because it's a rounding error. And, like, I don't know. I always, I always appreciated the gumption there. Yeah. But brilliant move though in hindsight right? like yeah. brilliant move absolutely um and yeah blue dabs points out uh, blue dabs 420 
What's up, Boondabs? Hey. How you doing? Um, is it Bodie still? Actually, it says Bite. <laughs> bite still. <laughs> I know what he meant, though. But Bodie still owed like four, eight million over the next few years. Exactly. So, uh, and and uh, Blue Dabs did uh, correct the error there and wrote Bodie. But um, yeah, I mean, they're already paying him. Not that that matters to me. I don't care. It's his money, not mine. Um, I'd rather t- the team be good if he's not if he's hitting two hundred or one ninety nine as the case may be. Like screw him. I don't want him up. And if I don't want him getting any playing time, just watch him roll out weekly. You know what I mean? Like not fun pop up. Um, so let's the next guy who's got and I'm going in order of high high war to low war is Nick Madrigal, who word on the street is he likes being on the IL more than he likes playing. That's what uh was said. He does love the, Illinois. I mean, I I too enjoy getting paid for not working, but it's like my neighbor Don, who has been on freaking uh, workman's comp for like three three weeks and going to physical therapy, uh, no, three months and going to the physical therapy, being like, yeah, my knee's still a little little bit bothering me, you know, <laughs> um, and that's kind of how Nick Madrigal's been, and uh, you know, this guy's got no pop in the bat. Nicky two strikes. He's supposed to be able to, you know hit it's supposed to be like a Tommy LaStella type who just goes up there, gives the pitchers fits. And if you look at like, I've kind of put up his overall college uh, and minor league also with the white Sox stats. And if you look at it overall OPS in the majors, 692. Um, uh, then in the minors, it rises to 766 in college. It rises even higher. I think he just misses doing keg stands. I think that they've <laughs> got to, I think they've got to bring back some keg stands and maybe he'd be interested in playing, but I don't or know. He's just very good at in, in college it, at that level. And he's still the exact same good in the minors, but that's a little bit lower. And then he's just that exact same good at the majors. And it's a little bit lower. Like to me, like the if he's he not could, he he doesn't have eye things to focus on. He doesn't juggle. He doesn't do these things to make himself be able to hit that ball on the third strike. That's, that's what he needs. He needs more. Ju- he should be juggling while he's on the IL. Just more <laughs> juggling. He comes back, hits his, and he can hit his weight again. But um, so and then the last one is. <laughs> We, we don't really know about is was worth negative point two last year. Mastroboni, who in the majors only eight games, a really small sample size, only 17 plate appearances, played less than all these other guys, 423 OPS. In the minors, seven seven uh sixty-two. He did play in the foreign league in uh the, the Dominican, batted okay. He was good in college, but hey, weren't we all? And um not too much pop. Uh, had 16 home runs uh, last year for Triple uh, A Durham, which um, I mean, I guess maybe he's can do. So- I mean, we don't know this guy as much. Um, oh, and I forgot McKinstry. Actually, I skipped McKinstry. Whoops. Um, so <laughs> ma- ma- Mas- <laughs> we all we all forgot McKinstry. So Master Boney, um, and this is kind of our shiny new toy. He's a little older, though, in, in a way. He's 20, I guess it'll be 27 this year. And then Zach McKinstry came from the Dodgers. Like, this guy in AAA just kills it. 951 OPS. Um, and, and then it drops 200. And then um, he didn't really do that at any other level. 
at double A, at single A. Um, wild. In the majors, though, it he's just not put it together so far. He, so 652 OPS. Maybe he could get 20 home runs in a year. I don't know. It's That's kind of what that looks like it could be. He hit 12 home runs in a total of 331 at-bats. So double that. Maybe he's hitting 20, you know. Um, so we saw McKintry last year. He didn't do much. Um, we're Until looking at you started bitching about him. Yeah, then, then he started doing good. Started to do something. You gotta, you gotta tell them that they suck, otherwise <laughs> they don't know to do better. So, uh, so I don't know of those four, and I want to hear in the chat what everybody's thinking. Um, I mean, obviously a lot is gonna go on. What happens at spring training? They all know. They're all looking, looking at the roster and knowing that that's the deal. The same way that we do right here. That there's one or two spots maybe open. Do you have a feel of any of these for from any of these guys? Good God. Uh, it's as easy as saying all their names together. Um, <laughs> McBoatstra Bonigal. It is like a, like a, a, a fuzzy monster, like a, the, the monster that you're scared of, but then you find out he's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, you just I'm, have to make him say his name backwards, and then he'll learn how to hit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird because one of the main jobs is to, is going to be to pinch hit and come off the bench, even though you got the DH and that doesn't happen as much anymore because you don't got the pitcher spot to do. But we don't have a DH either. Yeah. And we don't have a DH either, so it is ZH Nick Magical at this point, or Nelson Velasquez, or uh, you know one of those guys. And then, um, so you you got to wonder, like, I mean, who who to go with? And um, like nobody's really saying anything in the chat. Like nobody has an opinion. It's because none of it's good again, good at all. And that's what I'm saying. Says, <laughs> they're all see- they're all trying to say McBoat's Drabonagle. Yeah. They're <laughs> all just sitting there. They've stopped listening to us <laughs> just over and over. McBoat's Drabonagle. <laughs> so I mean, and, it sounds you know, like I- the new history teacher at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clint says, I think uh, McKinstry and Velasquez are safe. Yeah, I mean, it could be. They played McKinstry. They, they love McKinstry for some they, reason. They gave him a lot of opportunity last year. Morell was on the bench more after McKinstry came in. Like, they started to sit Morell a lot to give McKinstry the at-bats, which I never understood and don't agree with. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they're – trying to get something out of these guys and it's but if you want to give this guy all the why do you even go pick up a master pony to just make your life harder and to make our monster cuter i don't know what, what, they're, what the, what the yeah, point i don't know they're they're hoping this is what they do maybe we'll pick up this guy who has this one thing that may pop and if it does we can trade him for something you know or yeah it's It'll be a while though. And he's got to get playing time to get that it, to happen. We don't a, want it's a that. flyer that they didn't worry about. I mean, yeah, it's spring training. It's like one of the, we'll be looking at McBook Strabonagal all spring. It's like one of the main storylines of spring is which one of these guys will make it. And if we got Correa, it wouldn't even come up. These guys wouldn't even be yeah. part of the conversation unless there was an injury. So, um, 
and in fact, that's like, an interesting uh, thought. If you know, in the in the chaos universe in which we did sign Korea, do they just like pay David Bodie to go home, or well, they already kind of did. They <clears throat> they DFA'd him and already gave him his millions. I mean, they owe him money. I mean, I mean, I always we always make the joke that Ricketts is like, hey, we already paid him, get him out there. But they didn't do that with Hayward. Instead, they just got Hayward part younger Hayward. You know, like I know. Instead, they paid an extra seventeen point five million to put a guy in center field instead of right that hits like Hayward. Yeah, and Elliot David Elliot says uh, Jed Hoyer loves those dollar scratch off cards. He gets a ton of them and see if they seem special. If it sort of works, but why even buy the five dollar cards? Yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I mean, that's what it seems like. Um, and um, I mean, one of someone's getting someone's getting released eventually because they can't all yeah. make it on the four. We got this crappy forty man roster crunch of mediocrity. It's driving <laughs> me nuts. <laughs> so, would you rather release Bodie or Madrigal? <sighs> I mean, I'm going to say Madrigal because I'd... Bodie has shown at least some, you know, ability to show up at times. Madrigal really is not like i don't know he's injured well fine but he wasn't always injured in the days that he's not injured he's not doing anything he's trying to get injured does the Bodhi slam still buy you the space yeah does flying around like an airplane I loved that. That's still. Oh, we all loved it, but it's the only thing that guy ever did. And then the the next day, he's like, "Give me ten million (laughs) dollars." He actually showed up in a few, you know, late game spots and did some stuff. Um, He was actually uh, better in certain situations than any of his numbers would ever say. Uh, But the the numbers are just bad the rest of the time. You know, okay, but see, Facebook user here says Madrigal had a horrible bobblehead, and David Bodie had the Bodie McBoat face bobblehead. So that's another point in David's favor. There you go. True. If, um, yeah, because it, it, Lord knows that that's pretty much all we're going to games to get now is some freaking bobbleheads. <laughs> it, it is an unfortunate situation. <laughs> Um, the other, unfor- I, I don't know, like for me, like Madrigal is supposed to be the guy that can come off the bench and get that hit in Listella style. That's what all the White Sox fans said about him. Just sign Listella. He's not doing anything. Exactly. Um, and Clint says Madrigal needs to be unleashed. They've tr- they've been trying to fix him for power. Just let him hit singles. I agree. I mean, th- that's late in the game. You come up, you just get- put the ball in play. You move the runner along. You, 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 you don't strike out. That's the main, your main job is to not strike out. And so if whichever guy strikes out the least, and I'm right now I'm thinking it's magical, but I don't know. I'm interested to see in spring. I'm just looking at all these, I got to look back at it, the McBoachtabonicles <laughs> of the world and, and see, um, you know, what I'm going to be watching it all spring. I, every time one of those guys come up to bat, I'll be judging them harshly. Um, so PJ Higgins uh, chose to not accept his assignment and he's going to go and try to d- do free agency. So good luck to him. Um, kind of sad situation, but you know, if there's only one spot open and big poach Bonigle's going to get one of them. Well, um, and, and why continue on with what he's doing? Like he played, he wasn't great last year, but he played okay. And they replaced him with, 
Tucker Barnhart, who's like 10 years older than him. And they just, yeah, I mean. It was very rude. And I wish PJ the best. And I'm very sad. Right. And he yeah. should leave. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Fucking, I wouldn't yeah. be third string at that point again and be and be uh, kind of relegated back to Iowa and riding the bus again when, uh, you know, you might be able to pick up with the team. Catching is a valuable position, especially because he plays plays the corners, too. So um, <laughs> so and then the other who put this note about Cole Stewart? Oh, I put that in there. OK. Yeah, he got uh, signed by the Kansas City Royals. And um, it was just one of those things that obviously I wasn't clocking, started looking around and all of a sudden, oh, here's Cole Stewart. I remember when we were all excited about him. He was coming up. We were talking to him on podcasts and doing all this stuff. It's just another reminder. Uh, The guy was a top. He was a number four pick uh, back in 2013. And, you know, he's he was fine. He was good when he was not injured, but he was injured a lot. And it's just another in the mountain of evidence that says prospects are prospects. They, as much as we like them or think that they can do something, they're still prospects. And we just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, more power to the guy. I'm glad he got picked up by somebody, but, this was a guy just a couple of years ago that we were starting to get a little bit excited about. Right. And. Eh, kinda. I, I mean, thinking... people were talking about him. Like people were like, he was on the radar of a guy who's going to come up. And I think he pitched. I feel like they're all named 75 Cole. innings for the, for the Cubs. Isn't everybody named Cole these days though? Aren't all the young pitchers named Cole? Pretty much K-O-H-L. Yeah, but it's C-O-L-E. And he went with the K-O-H-L because his mother had all that Cole's cash. Yeah. Well, because of the, because of that, they're, they're, they're paying him in Cole's cash, unfortunately. I had no idea you had that. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I saw that Cole was on there. I'm like, oh, I got to get a Cole's cash, Cole's cash drop. I really do. Um, uh, so, um well, uh, we're going to take another quick commercial break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to preview. Oh, shit. Did John pick? <laughs> <laughs> we had Cole Franklin on the show. Yes, we had Cole Franklin, not Cole Stewart. Yeah, that's, that's what I was like. I, I don't remember Cole Stewart being on the show. I remember yeah. Cole. Yeah. But Cole Stewart pitched for the Cubs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. We had two Coles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we Spelled had. the we... same fucking way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fuck is going on with this team yeah exactly that's, <laughs> that's why we maybe they really did have cole's cash yeah that's why we that's why we have the show is to figure out what the fuck is going on with this team but um i'm i'm so embarrassed right now because i just i absolutely was thinking about cole franklin hey well i saw I st- cole stewart i still got to use my cole cash cole's cash uh drop <laughs> but i you know when i looked it up and i haven't heard of cole franklin in fucking a long time and i looked and like cole stewart Pitch for the Cubs, and I'm like, well, of course it's got to be the same person, right? <laughs> How many Coles could there be? All, How many KOHLs saying, could there be? They're all named Cole. I didn't know why you put this. I'm like, who cares about Cole Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, Michael must have been really into him, following his career down there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I know all these guys by their first names, Danny. Yeah. I, I, I haven't clocked it. Uh, <laughs> Well, I hope you're using Sunranto stuff because that's a new place that all our Amazon stuff is. If you buy stuff on Amazon, you should be going to sunranto.com slash stuff. Here's a commercial to remind you. 
Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your check out like you normally would with all that beautiful and the Sun Ranto show will get a small kickback because of the you bought and you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto show buy all the we need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other plus you could win a monthly prize if some of your is chosen for Amazon of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more. Sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash Welcome back. Uh, Clint Nathan wants to know, uh, does Cole Franklin get a look in Chicago this year? I mean, at this point, I don't see why not. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we have not even talked about the, well, we, I think the, we don't know if the starters are really set, but they kind of seem to be set. Um, the five, the starting five or six, well, even maybe. I just found out he was still on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one minute ago. Yeah, John says, didn't you have Cole Franklin on the show? Yes, we did. And, well, and, that's, like, and that's the one that I saw. And I'm like, oh, shit, Cole Franklin, gone. Cole Stewart. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So um, <laughs> Cubs that's why I, I actually wasn't on that show, and now we know why. I would have been like, <laughs> I would have been talking about how he was the fourth pick. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like I, Cleveland or whatever. And you'd be like, like, what are you talking Cole about? Cole Franklin's looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> Where'd you get this guy? It's like reading the wrong, reading the wrong. Dude. I've done that. I've made that same mistake before, but looking at the wrong guy's stats, you know, and it, and it's like somebody that played in like 1946. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like got the same name as like Matt Stewart. I'm like, Oh, Matthew Stewart. This guy's terrible. I'm like, he for Brooklyn. He wasn't wait, Brooklyn. What's going on? <laughs> so um, last week uh, we did choose the Amazon uh, prize, Amazon stuff winner of the month. And it was number 69, uh, which nice. was very exciting. Yeah, we were all very excited about that. And it was a dog leash, which we made fun of and got a little saucy about. But um, nobody came forward and claimed the prize, which is this incredible uh, thermos of a little cute, I don't know, bobblehead-y looking guy. I, I don't love know it but, so much. Yeah, it's so cute. I, I, I don't know about the functionality of it because you can't squeeze it. You just got to suck. But um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just thinking, I'm not a thermos guy. You know what I mean? I'm just I don't you know a lot of people have water bottles and stuff. I'm like you know, what's wrong with the fountain? Damn it! So um, and also I forgot to mention that this is the Patreon prize of the month, the uh, Nico Horner bobblehead from last year. So that. worth one. That's, that's nice. One million dollars. It's worth uh, if you look on eBay, and so um, 
So Cubs convention's coming up. I'm going. I'm covering it for uh, Bleed Cubby Blue, so I'll be taking lots of pictures and stuff. And but I'm mostly looking to have fun and hang out with everybody, have a few drinks. Um, I thought we'd take a look. Uh, first of all, they're desperate. I mean, they don't. If Dansby Swanson doesn't come to this thing, there's a lot of people that aren't clocking that he's not on this list. Like I'll put the list yeah. up again, if it, you know, and then they're gonna be like. And up next, Ben Brown, Miguel Amaya, Zach McKinstry. They're like, where's Dansby? And he just doesn't show. Because you, not need the to, you need to take. So Crawley has always got that cooler with him, right? You need to throw a bunch of TV dinners in there and be like, Swanson, Swanson's <laughs> over here. And when everybody comes running, you just fucking start throwing those things out. Yeah, or I could I could put like a towel on my head and say Gloria Swanson and just starting doing my my. I'm sorry, I'm dating myself with uh, 1930s movie stars, but um, so <laughs> we always make the most uh, prescient uh, references on this show. But uh, here's now the Cubs seem to be desperate to sell this thing. I don't think it's going that well. I saw saw this today. I got this text because I signed up for Cubs U, even though I don't have a student ID. Um, Cubs convention is back. Grab exclusive Cubs U ticks to this Friday's event for just $20. Use code 1060. Now, this is something that A, they've never offered before. It's but it's like $120 plus tax in the first place to get the whole weekend, which is really just Friday night through Saturday, bingo, and you know, the I guess karaoke afterwards. There really is no Sunday to speak of, like there has been in years past. So they're charging double, giving less. And um and now they're offering Friday only for $50 to your average attendee, $20 to a student just to get people to come. And um, I mean, that seems that's just reeks of desperation to me. But I mean, call me crazy, but maybe the best way to sell your event is not by like <laughs> tweeting out David Ross's bald head. <laughs> Be like, come. Like <laughs> I so mean, that's what, what they did with the Cubs U ticket. Like, what does that even mean? It's uh, if you're a student, you can sign up. Uh, I don't even know how much you have to prove it. I mean, is it is it the same access as a regular ticket, or is it limited to certain events? Probably, it's just a student pricing. Well, okay, here's the so thing about Cubs student pricing. Right. So, student- I thought maybe you'd get one of those hats. You know, like I got that, uh, like Corey <clears throat> Furlow gave me that Hawkeye Cubs hat. There's a tiny uh, little, something like that. There's a tiny little bag. There used to be like maybe a calendar with a bunch of ads in it and, and a lot of paid for swag bag kind of stuff, like a pen for Myrtle Beach or, you know, it's just stupid convention crap that you hold on to until you toss it because it's just plastic garbage. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's, I, I don't know what this is the first one back. I know people are excited. I'm excited to see all the people, but let me put up the schedule. Um, And there's a red carpet special. The whole thing's being covered by marquee. So if you have marquee, you can watch all this stuff, which is another thing that's telling me like, why go, you know, like you can not be in a sweaty convention in an uncomfortable, like ballroom chair and sitting at home drinking, not $15 beers at the convention yeah and just be home um now it's about seeing the people but uh we got the red carpet special 
which I, that's new. I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. So I'll let you all know next week how it works um, when we do our show. And then opening ceremony off the mound with Ryan Dempster, which usually I'll, I'll care, catch a little bit. Opening ceremony, by the way, is where Tom Ricketts got booed when he announced the marquee. Um, then there's Harry Karaoke, which I don't know if I'm going to check that out really, um, but I don't know what that's going to look like or like is the players singing. I have questions. First thing Saturday morning is the Ricketts family session. It is back. They have, I, I am, I still don't believe they're all showing up. I think it's going to be, it's going to be Laura, a couple of the children, you know, like some cousins, they'll all be Ricketts. It just won't be the Ricketts that you want to see. And yell at Um, baseball operations with Hoyer and Hawkins, Um, Ross and the coaches, there's going to be a live recording of the compound with Ian Happ and some of his teammates. I guess he's going to do it without Dakota and Zach. Um, then on the mound, pitching staff, uh, some of the members of our pitching staff business operations with Prank Kenny, a kids only press conference, which those always get a lot, a lot of good sound bites because the kids are cute and they and the players are fun with them and stuff. The road to Wrigley, where you have your minor league prospects, Cubs bingo, Harry karaoke, and then Sunday sessions have been replaced by a youth baseball clinic, which is pretty cool for if you got kids. And I think that's a different price and a different uh, a different situation. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be, be any groundbreaking news that's uh, that's uh, kind of dropped here, but. Follow my socials. Follow Crawley too. Crawley's pretty much in every one of these things, writing down things. Come, he's already right. He, today he's writing his questions. He's like figuring out. He's editing, moving things around. You know, reading books. It takes how me to so win friends. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no. And then there's <clears throat> I, Ronnie Wu. Will, will get up and ask a question every now and again. Hopefully, Crazy Hat Lady made it through COVID. We haven't seen her. I heard. I heard Ronnie Wu Wu is maybe not going because he's worried about COVID. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I was. He is very old. Like from the last time, he was old. The last time they held one of these, and now he's very old. Pinkus writes in, "It'll be Papa Joe, and he'll speak like a reptilian. <laughs> That'd be awesome if he just like, came up and like his lizard came out and he zipped <laughs> and started speaking in tongues." Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing what all the new things are going on but i'm mostly looking forward to seeing everybody so if you are going to this uh please hang out uh please look me up tweet tweet at me let's you know let's get together have a beer and uh just looking forward to seeing everybody and just being back and i will be at lizzie mcneil's at least briefly um if that doesn't work out i'll tweet where i'm going because I swear to God, I do think that Brett Taylor was an idiot for freaking telling everybody is like on Twitter. He's got he's got 50,000 followers and he's like, everybody come to Lizzie's. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This <laughs> right. is not, you know, this is, you know, you got a lot of well wishers, Brett. So yeah, you're you're supposed to send them to like the cubby bear or something like some far away. Yeah. So, um. And uh, the other bit of Cubs news that dropped this week, and I don't know how anybody feels about this, is that uh, the Cubs switched from Pepsi to Coke. Did you guys hear this? <laughs> wow. I've been yeah, Pepsi my I, whole life. I put out a tweet that said, uh, you know, tell me you're done doing signing anybody without tell me, telling me you're done signing anybody. And it was fucking yep. Cubs announcing that they're switching to Coke. Like, 
IFG, you drink Coke, Pepsi? I spent seven years with a traveling Renaissance festival, and the Renaissance festival is a Pepsi circuit. So, like, I have well, I thought you were going to tell me you like made running through my veins. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, I kind of liked the fact that Wrigley was a Pepsi place. Yeah, no, it 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 felt very Chicago. No idea Wrigley was a Pepsi place. Yeah, it will. Chicago's kind of a Pepsi town. It was always a little cheaper than Coke. Well, it's weird. Like, I have my own personal Pepsi memories, and that is like, you know, we we basically when you're a kid and you're broke, and all we do is like walk around the streets looking for money on the ground. Like we had nothing to do. We're like, maybe we'll find a dime, you know, like (laughs) where you'd have such little change, like you know, you'd get to keep the change from like running to get your mom's cigarettes or you know, something like that. And so, uh, you know, so we'd always have like a little bit of change, you know, and we could buy a Pepsi at the liquor store for 35 cents or something like that. And then we get a dime back with the deposit. So it was a quarter Pepsi. We we're like, so that's why we were Pepsi kids. We yeah. always, I always drank Pepsi and we got it in the bottle, the old long bottle. Yeah. And my aunts drank Pepsi until tab was invented and they all moved over to tab. And then, um, so, yeah, it's kind of a, and then with the pizza, you get the free RC. So it's just like Chicago is just not a Coke town. It's just right. not that way. And <laughs> don't so, tell that to the, to the, <laughs> the, to the traders down there at the, <laughs> at, at the, at the exchange. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I enjoyed this. Uh, this is an early TFC, but Max Gaines replied to the Cubs when they announced that they were a Coke team now. And they said, going to need some of Tony Montana's Coke if you want anyone to, <laughs> anyone to honestly think the offense is going to be good this season. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good line. So, well, they, they need that Coke. They need Tony Montana's Coke in the, the clubhouse. And I don't drink either. Uh, you know, it, like I like what Vince Schumate says, go with the best and screw the rest. Get Dr. Pepper. I agree with that. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. If I'm like getting it out of the fountain or something, I'll get a Dr. Pepper. I'll, I'll get a root beer. Um, oh yeah. Uh, good, good point. Bernie Barron says I drink Mountain Dew at Cubs games. See, I'm a diet Dew guy. I drink diet Dew almost exclusively. Mm. L- little diet cherry seven up is good. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a ginger ale guy. They never have that over there. They had like some like Sierra Mist kind of thing going on. Facebook um, user is going to stick it to the man. Pepsi in the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can and and you can't bring a backpack. Not a big one anyway. But you can, there are bag size limits, and they change those rules all the time. And so with being a Coke uh, establishment now. That you can one of the things that people don't necessarily know is that you can bring in a container like a plastic container, not glass, but that is already that's still screwed on. So it's got to be screwed on and like, you know, factory. It's, yeah, it's got to be new. It can't it can't be that little guy that Danny held up earlier. Yeah, no, you can't just walk up with like a, your own thermos like. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, it It seems like to be the end of a. End of the new generation, I guess, <laughs> to, to use an old 80s commercial reference. Isn't that the, the voice of the new generation? Wasn't that Pepsi? The Pepsi generation. Yeah, the we Pepsi were the Pepsi generation. generation and I, I guess now uh, Coke is it. And we're going to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I I, I mean, we'll, oh, we'll so, OK, so you can bring in your own drinks is all I'm saying. You can bring a ginger ale if you want. You can bring a Dr. Pepper. I, I bring up Gatorade all the time, you know, since we're since we're talking about that right now, the, the Coke thing. Uh, you know, 
Cubs announced that and they did the teach the world to sing and they had all the different, you know, shots of fans at Wrigley cheering the team. It wasn't from last year because there was way too many fans. Uh, but my TFC comes from that. So I'll, I'll put it up here right now. Uh, old Greg B. Curtis uh, really putting it out there. Amazing how many more fans wear shirts. Skin cancer warnings or shirts are just better. <laughs> Asking the questions that everybody's wondering when they're watching the Coke commercial. <laughs> are, are shirts better than skin cancer? Huh? <laughs> it just it's the weirdest fucking that guy that is somebody who is just straight up offended that the bleacher bums have put shirts on in the last 30 years <laughs> that was his thing that's his little fetish um <laughs> so um like i'm not i'm never going again they're all wearing shirts yeah um yeah that's hilarious so and then uh, the last thing i wanted to get to before we do have one more little break i've i've got a a new kind of little commercial segment it's not real commercial but you know, i think you you guys enjoy it's a brand new song i wrote uh where where it's kind of like past the collection plate at church like that's kind of what it'll it'll uh act as but we'll get to that in a second we had um i, I we did this a while ago and it was uh reviews of Wrigley Fields, bad reviews of Wrigley Fields. <laughs> Remember doing this on the show, Michael, yes. like a, a couple of times. And I, I asked, uh, this one is uh, from, I, I asked IFG to read this one and I'll put it up on the screen, but I think we need a little background music for, for it. Um, some, something kind of nice, like maybe this would be good. This, this has a good vibe to it. Can you guys hear that? Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put it up. So, IFG, why don't you read us Becca Danforth's review of Wrigley Field from six months previous? Wrigley Field is by far the worst professional baseball field organization I have ever visited. They have zero ability to be on the same page. I helped collect some cups for the famous snake, which I was told happens every game. Shortly after, I was escorted out by four men out of the stadium. Keep in mind, I flew to Chicago just to visit Wrigley and see my team play. Oh, also, the Snake of Cups kept going because my friends stayed in the game. An absolute disrespectful, irrational organization <laughs> that needs help when it comes to understanding. My friends and I paid a lot of money to visit and they didn't listen to a word when it came to explanation. I am extremely upset and disturbed by the organization that disturbed. is allowing these individuals to run the stadium. Please take better care of your guests who pay $900 plus for a flight and $200 plus for a ticket to finally visit Wrigley. It has always been on my bucket list and I can sadly check it off my bucket list as one of the <laughs> worst experiences I have ever had. Do better for the people who love the game of baseball. Yeah, Becca, you tell them. You tell them, Becca. Fucking Becca spent eleven hundred dollars to make a fucking cup snake. That was yeah. her whole job. <laughs> I'm coming for the cup snakes. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, Becca, if you're if you're watching right now, you know, you got to hang out with us. You know, you don't need to be making Absolutely. no snakes. Yeah. Cut, we'll be chopping snakes together, and I'll get you in way cheaper. So <laughs> you didn't have to spend eleven hundred dollars on this. Eleven hundred dollars. She went in there, uh, <coughs> got tossed for her <laughs> shitty cup snake. No, <laughs> Michael. Just, I, 
I, I did see that you happened to review Wrigley Fields. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I'll read this one. Uh, you're, you're talking, you're uh, posting as Charlie living past 27 and, uh, you gave one star to Wrigley Field and said, sad to see them quit playing baseball and start using the designated hitter. I bleed <laughs> cubby blue and haven't watched a game since. So I guess because we're calling you Charlie from now on. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Chuck you Farley. I'm, I'm right there. So I hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. I know I have. Uh, we're going to get some announcements. We're going to do hashtag chance in the chat for your chance to win the uh, chance. Oh, I was going to show this earlier, too. I, I mean, bought I bought this and it just came today. Oh, cool. It's one of those little bags. Yeah. It, and it's, it's on the straw string shirt store. Yeah, we got a Spreadshirt store. That's on. You can find that on sunranto.com, and we got all sorts of crap over there. Yeah, that, so you that get nobody a buys though. except for Michael. <laughs> Just I'll, me. I'll give you the three bucks we get from selling that thing back. <laughs> um, and and I will add the three dollars. Two of them, Danny. I, I oh, bought a six dollars, a, a blue one for my son as well. Cool. I will send it to you on your Venmo. But um, the uh, here's another thing I want you to do is send us money for um, PayPal and, uh, and Venmo. This will be split evenly amongst the three hosts. And uh, I got a little song about it. I was like, you know what? People need to be told what to do through song. And so I did. And uh, check it out. It's the time in the Sun Ranto Show where you can show your love. For wasting another perfect night just talking about the Cubs. And if you thought that we were entertaining, smart, and funny, then scan these QR codes right now and give us all your money. If that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. That see, <laughs> that was excellent. That had the real like teach the world to sing vibe going. Yeah, I, I wanted to write uh, kind of a proud to be an American. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I was walking around. I was like, I'm gonna mix proud to be an American with like we are the world, and then and then I'm gonna throw a little uh, little little uh, like uh, born again Christian music at like kind of vibe to it too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Robert Sanchez, very strange. We are the world vibe. Exactly. I'm glad yeah. I weirded everybody out. Hopefully, hopefully it works. Um, <laughs> so, um, I have a I have a correction uh, to make, uh, and that is last week I reported that Eric Cosmer's Twitter had been removed. Now, maybe it was his old Twitter that had been removed, and I the real Haas 35 had been uh, removed, but the but the real Haas 305 exists to this day and it is a verified account on twitter so go over and uh oh danny him. anybody can buy that blue check mark anymore i know we don't even know if it's the real guy no the calendar is for sale 
The Sun Ranto Rancher calendar is for sale. I put it up on, on the um, sunranto.com slash calendar. I'm about to drop a link in the chat. And uh, what you've got to do is you label your picture um, with your name and birthday after you buy the calendar. And you send that to me if you want uh, at sunranto at gmail.com. Um, and so just like put like Artie Boucher your birthday and then uh just send me that to sunranto Mar- at first danny we know this yeah that's right because it's opening day it's opening day that's yeah. how we know so sunranto.com slash calendar um shipping's i can't wait the for price. Artie to be like it's fucking june dude <laughs> have no idea so uh and just a reminder to everybody if you're at the 12 dollar patreon level you get this calendar for free okay if you are a patron of Sunranto and the Bleacher Bum Band, you have to look that up. Then you also get this calendar for free. So it's just kind of a perk that we give to people at a certain level because uh, it really helps out the show that we can count on your money to keep the show going. And um, so that's it. Calendars for sale. Go buy it. Sunranto.com slash calendar. It'll, it starts in March. That's the, you know, have all of spring training in it. Uh, I've got lots of great pictures. I've been going through all my photos from the year. I haven't been posting them up as much as I used to. You might, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen I've been putting up like photo dumping tons of stuff. I'm going to do a big photo dump on the Patreon so you can see all the pictures at Danny some just point. like saying dump. I do. <laughs> I just, I'm <laughs> dropping a link in the chat. Um, so <laughs> sunrancher.com slash calendar. It's going to be great. It gets better every year. Um, our next show is going to be Thursday, not Wednesday. So there's, we got that going for us. Um, and Thursdays pretty much all the way through spring training. Um, and then we're going to figure that out. Subscribe to the calendar. Um, uh, I don't have that link to drop right now, but, um, but I will say this in our calendar. And I forgot to say this earlier. One of the new Patreon perks that we have is the birthday calendar. So, uh, so the idea he's is, talking about an electro the electronic Google calendar right now. He's not talking about the calendar that you can get sent to your home. Right, right. Yeah. Those birthdays are separate, but the new Patreon perk is the birthday club. And uh, what we, we've already sent out the links to all the Patreon people that we want your birthday. So uh, check out on Patreon on your Patreon feed uh, and also in the discord, we've been talking about this and I'll drop the link in uh, the discord again at some point, but there's a Google docs that you fill out a form and then your birthday automatically populates to the calendar. Thank you very much. IFG for taking yep. care of that. You just put in your birthday. You put in your mother's maiden name. You put in the name of your first pet last and... for your social <laughs> and, and, uh, and, then, and then we're good. You we, know. We've stopped asking for money. Yeah, exactly. We're just <laughs> we're just doing identity theft now. So um Okay, in real life, you give us your name. Um I ask for your at just like whatever name we might know you by. If I just wrote down my first and last name, people would be like, Who the hell is that? I'm in Field Fly Girl. That's the name that I would put on there. And then your birthday and then your email address so that we can send you an email on your birthday to say hi. Yeah. Um and then we might say your name on the podcast, maybe. Well, I'm going to say two names right now, and one is uh, Sean Waters, who j- just missed this. It, January 6th was his birthday, where Ooh, uh, he celebrated. That, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine last year? He's just, like, out with his friends. He's like, oh, God, democracy's over. Ah, my birthday. <laughs> and then that'd be terrible. But happy birthday, Sean. You know, hope you had a good one. And uh, 
uh, before our next show, the day before, is Phil Brandyberry's birthday, who I I met one time, uh, if not maybe a couple times I met him, but the first time I met him was up in Minnesota. Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, we hung out for a couple innings at, up there in the upper deck. So happy birthday, Phil. His birthday's uh, next Wednesday. So happy birthday. Uh, ha- happy birthday, and thanks for being Patreon supporters. Really appreciate it. And um, God, a lot of announcements. Uh, Princess Ivona at Trapdoor Theater. That opens tomorrow night. So uh, I think you guys should catch it out. Catch catch it because uh, it's pretty cool. Like it's uh, Polish weird, weird theater. It's a, a director comes from Spain. And uh, if you're looking to do something a little uh, artsy, a little off the beaten track, come see a show at my theater, trapdoortheater.com. And um, I got, um, well, this sucks. So uh, my cousin, Jessica, still not doing well. Uh, still in the hospital, um, got a long road ahead of her, but she's alive and she's responding a little. And, um, we've been getting kind of little updates, very slow going, you know, it's still way more questions than answers. And all we do know is that it's going to be a long road to recovery. She had a stroke, uh, a cerebral, uh, wait, what do they call the hemorrhage hemorrhagic stroke, which is the worst kind you can have. And we don't know like how much of her what's damaged and what is it, but it's, but there's a long road and uh, a lot of you guys. And I just have to say, thank you so much. A lot of you guys, I put it out on Twitter. I put it out on Facebook and a lot of people donated. I recognized a lot of names in there. And I just thank you all so much. Like it means a lot to me. I know that we kind of treat this cub fandom, like our family and our little church. And uh, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. So we support each other in any way we can. I appreciate you supporting my family, even though she's a Pirates fan. So, uh, but there is a GoFundMe. I'm going to drop drop the link in the chat. And I just want to put up a, a picture real quick of me and Jess. This is out in the bleachers uh, a couple of years ago. And she was just there last year when my mom played the, the organ and John Benedict got her in there. And it Aww. was... Yeah, and got my mom in there. We all went up there, and her boyfriend Jason, who's you know obviously the going through it terribly right now, and just so, you know, this is Jess, and she's an awesome person. She's like super like fun loving, and like she took me like banjo night one night at the American Legion where they had two dollar beers, and like she's always up for a game. She had Pittsburgh Steelers season tickets. Like she's a really cool person, and like you know, it's just this sucks so bad. So. uh Thank you for any help that you can give 10 bucks. If it all adds up, if if we all do it, it all adds up to something that, you know, can help her get back on her feet in whatever way, shape or form that's going to be. So thank you, everybody. And I and a big thank you. Just we'll get off that. A big thank you to uh, Miguel Esparza who got uh, me and Jeff free tickets to sit in the 10th row at the Blackhawks game. Look at me and Jeff sitting there. Aww. Yeah, we're 10 rows back. We got we're, we had padded seats and everything. I hadn't been to a, a hockey game uh well, at a Blackhawks game. I went to a Wolves game uh one time with our friend Liam. Um but I went I haven't been to a Blackhawks game since 1983. Like most people watching this show, we're not even bored. You know, when <laughs> I, last time I went to a Blackhawks game. Wow. So and uh right, sat right in front of this guy, John Benedict, Cubs organist, who then proceeded to go up there and absolutely kill it with Miguel Esparza, who got us the seats and then sang Elvis for us. Like, I'm the luckiest man in the world. So check. I'm going to play a little bit of it. I I won't play the whole song, but you got to check out some of this. I took this video. (laughs) 
Johnny Bones on the keys. Yeah, this is so good. So fun. Johnny Bones. We're just screaming. I don't know who that guy is and why he's not me. You know what I mean? The, the, the only guy I didn't like was the guitar player because he really should have been me, you know, <laughs> like he would have been, <laughs> been much better had he been me, I think. Um, so, uh, no, but they just went up there and killed it. And get this, Miguel, he called the Bears game earlier in that day. Wow. Then he went up there, started calling the hockey game. Then he went out there in a, in a jean jacket with like sequins on the back. Since nice. Elvis, all period, goes back and calls the rest of the game. And got like and got me and got me tickets. What a guy! <laughs> I can't like, be stopped. Like yeah, the dude is just invincible, and he's my favorite new person of last year, but without a doubt. So, um, sorry if I met you last year and you're not him because I, I just picked somebody. <laughs> I mean, just so in much general, we're him. sorry you're not him because yeah. he's pretty cool. Pretty much the greatest guy I ever lived. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly had himself a hell of a day, but I, what, what a dude, uh, they did awesome. And you can see the full video. It's he's been tweeting it out. So follow Miguel's voice on Twitter and check it out. Um, hashtag chance in the chat TFCs. Who's got what? Well, I have one. Do so. you first. Okay. So this is uh, Ian Hap asking people, Hey, what are you looking forward to at Cubs con? And, you know, and of course everybody's in there like, Oh, we're looking forward to you Ian, all this stuff. Uh, except for Jay Fluck. He says ripping heaters with Dernier or slugging back old styles with Lieber. It's an awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ripping heaters with Dernier. Just ripping heaters shade with Dernier. <laughs> that does sound like a hell of a Cubs con though. You know, if that's what you need to go back <laughs> Your wife asks you, hey, how was it? Well, it was great. I smoked two packs of cigarettes with my childhood hero. <laughs> it was incredible. I sang karaoke with Lieber and did shots of Malort. So, um, all right, what do you got, IFG? Mine's uh, my, yeah, well, mine is positive. You want to do your sad one first? Yeah, I'll do a sad one. Yeah, okay. okay. So Marcus Stroman was out there again. Like oh God. doing the, you know, the, the old, uh, you know, Jews control the media thing that he, he does, I'm, you know, I'm honestly, I'm mailing my Jersey back once the season starts. It's just like, what are you doing, dude? And he's standing up for Kyrie Irving. It's like, do you really going to die on this hill? You idiot. So, it, so then he tweets out this, he tweets out, um, no acceptance or approval needed from anyone intuition cool. and confidence overall. And it's very meta because he actually retweeted himself. So it's like, <laughs> so, it's, so in my feed, it was twice. No acceptance or approval needed from anyone. Intuition and confidence overall. He's doing his own research, I guess. Is That's the equivalent of that situation. Um, or is, so it he doesn't just, matter. is he just illustrating that he doesn't need anybody else's acceptance or approval because by retweeting himself, it's his own acceptance himself, and approval. He has accepted himself in his own ideas. And he doesn't need any facts from other people. doesn't matter. <laughs> He's just, whatever I think, I'm going to retweet, and then that makes it a fact. 
<laughs> right. He's he's a freaking cute. Somebody he's, with a blue check mark retweeted yeah. me. It must be real. What an idiot. And then, you know, he's not wrong about everything. It's just like he's just wrong on that. And I'm just like, please That's stop a being really wrong. That's a big thing to be wrong about. Yeah. He's other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sure. Gandhi wasn't all good. <laughs> don't get me started God, he used to kick kittens he, he was, uh, no I'm not doing it this is not the show for it yeah. but, but yeah but, join us if you're a Patreon member join us over on the discord afterwards we'll talk all about how Gandhi was not all good <laughs> that's when we're going to talk about it so, um, <laughs> on another date. <laughs> so, my flexing cube is a positive thing, and it is uh, the president of the uh, Palestine Baseball and Softball Association yeah. thanking Sophia Leo for uh, providing them with some uniforms and some catcher's gear and stuff like that so that their girls softball team can get going. I was so lucky to uh, meet Sophia this past summer uh, and she's amazing. She was the first female umpire in Taiwan and now she works for uh, the just so many different things um, helping to enhance gender equality in sports around the world. And she's getting some recognition for that. And it's really cool to see. Hell yeah. That is awesome. We got to have her on the show sometime. Oh man. If you you know her like that, you know, so maybe we can get her on. That would be, I'd love to talk to her about all, all of that, because I mean, just also being in Palestine. Wow. That's like, it's a rough neighborhood, you know? So it's like, you know, she's doing uh, very brave things. They're very cool. So um, hashtag chance in the chat and you could win the chance postcard. Um, I'm going to share my screen right now so you can see and we can see who wins all together. Who will be the winner? Um, okay. I, there's always more than 10 entries. It's always says 10, but it's always wrong. So uh, get your uh, get your entries in hashtag chance for your chance to win the chance. Here we go. Anthony Huffles, congratulations. Uh, I don't think that this is his first time winning, actually. So congratulations, Anthony. You are the winner tonight, and you are eligible to also win this uh, Greg Maddox. Like So far, remember, we're going to do this, that the prize is one a month. We're just going to add to the prize pool. This is January. Greg Maddox, rookie. So very cool. Um, so once again, the Sun Ranta show brought to you by our Patreon supporters, all 103 of you. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, Hey, I, I never say this and I always forget to say it, but, um, review us on iTunes and then maybe more people will find the podcast. Uh, we are going live. Maybe people don't even know that we're a live show and they, they can hang out with, us. we never mentioned that either because we'd be weird to be like, we are live, you know, but maybe I should, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do that though, don't they? Like that's kind of a thing. Like we should be like, we are highly edited. (laughs) (laughs) There's no editing happening. It's a two-hour show. Imagine if I had to edit it down a two two (laughs) two-hour. Well, it was it was an eight-hour show before we got rid. (laughs) Imagine having to find the parts of this show that matter. I know. God, no, it's it's, it's a sprawling mess. Like you know, absolutely. No, there's no time stamping. There's no no no. We got you know. This is beyond. You know what though? Give us money, 
and w- and maybe I'd hire somebody to do that. And I would, because well, like that's the first person I bring in is a, is a person to help us with all that kind of thing, you know? And also for people who do give us money, meet us over in the discord, because what you don't know is that we did actually on the fly cut segments of this show because we were <laughs> too long. We had more. Yeah, we, we had yeah. now talk about that on Discord. Things like uh the next 10 years of predictions for the World Series. Yeah. And, that, you know, that was a ridiculous article. Yeah. No, it'd be fun. Um so uh don't trust Gandhi. We've learned a lot tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> if you see him on the street, yeah. hide your kittens. Yeah, hide your kitten. He doesn't like him. So um okay, well um, uh I guess Spagog, but I've, I've got a uh, happy Cubs convention, everybody. And I'm going to play a song called Cubs convention, which is to the, uh, the tune of Fiddler on the Roof's tradition. I, so I wrote this one a long time ago and I've forgot about it. It's like 2014. This is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, Spagog y'all. And Spagog! see Spagog! Here in our lakeside city of Chicago, Cubs fans descend upon the sweaty halls of the Sheridan to stand in long autograph lines in hopes of meeting their favorite players. And it all happens at the Cubs convention. Convention, convention. Cubs convention, convention, convention. Cubs convention. We are the guys who play baseball for a living. We are just here chilling. We were once players on Saturday night. Go drinking whiskey trout and do a shot with Jay Johnstone. Ex-players, ex-players. Come to convention. Ex-players, ex-players. Come to convention. So use a uniform of Ron Santo, an autograph, bus, and photo. 20% off jerseys, save on cash throw. A bobblehead that's signed by Carrie Wood. The vendors, the vendors. Cubs convention. The vendors, the vendors. Cubs convention. At three, I met Gary Matthews. I stood in line to wait. I loved when he was a cubby back in the 80s. The fans, the fans, Cubs convention. The fans, the fans, Cubs convention. We flew in from the beach to sign your balls and picks. They said they'd have the limo come pick me up by six. The roster, the roster, Cubs Convention, the roster, the roster, Cubs Convention. We flew in from the beach and those who saw the balls and twigs, they said they'd have the day and drove on the beach on the Convention, Convention, Cubs Convention, Convention, Convention. Cubs Convention!